everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 24. It's called The Rip Van Winkle Caper. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. This episode sees four crooks who have robbed a train that has gold, gold billion on it. And they go to a cave because the mastermind behind this whole heist has got a plan. Because obviously, once they, they, they rob a train full of gold, like the police out, all the authorities are going to be chasing them down. Like, how do they unload the gold and sell it without, you know, people finding out where it's coming from or who they are or catching them? So his plan is, is that he's invented cryosleep <laughs> and they're going to sleep for a hundred years in a cave and then come out and be like, now no one's, everyone's forgot because it's been a hundred years. So now we can go and sell our gold and be rich in the future. Uh, and the, the first thought I had when this was like brought forth at the start of the episode, I was like, yeah, but with inflation, like, is your gold going to be worth as much <laughs> in a hundred years? <laughs> I was thinking, uh, gee, surely a cryosleep invention would be worth much more than whatever you stole in gold. <laughs> And so uh, this was not me being a dick and trying to predict the ending. I just, but my initial thought was genuinely, is it going to be worth as much? Uh, and of course, I mean, just to skip to the end of here, the, the, the twist ending in, in 2061 is that gold has no value whatsoever because it can be manufactured. I'm not sure about the science yeah. behind that, admittedly, but you know, it was basically what I thought is that, yeah, it's not valuable anymore. It's meaningless now. It's, it's mm-hmm. just metal, it's tin. <laughs> Nothing. You know, on a side note, diamonds can be manufactured now, but they're still, oh. you know... For some reason, probably the De Beers. Hey, but to be <laughs> they're still worth a lot of money. To be fair, though, at least that, that you know, I assume that hadn't happened yet in '61, so that was this was still. Mm-hmm. You know, th- um, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. This was all theory, I assume, at the time. So they, you know, didn't they? I, I think what was funny though is then because when they wake up and they realize it's been a hundred, we'll get into the details in a bit. But when they realize mm-hmm. it's been a hundred years and it's now 2061, I thought, man. That number doesn't actually sound that weird anymore. Like, because, yeah. I mean, it's still 40 years away, sure, but it it, it feels like, hey, assuming I We've don't die young. We've got used to the 2000s. Yeah, assuming I don't die young, uh, or <laughs> both of us for that matter, assuming we don't, unfortunately, die young, we're both going to make it to that year. We're going to be in 2061 and being like, hey, look at us in our 70s, strolling yep. around in the 2060s. Watching the kids on whatever the YouTube equivalent is. <laughs> talking about old episodes of Twilight Zone. Uh, it'll be <laughs> hollow you, because it'll all be holograms. I like it. Yeah. So we'll be reviewing. We'll still be I doing was, this. But in I was a little form. disappointed that the uh, the car wasn't flying and that there was no silver jumpsuits. Uh, well, I think right. t- that may just be a budget thing. I mean, if I, <laughs> I, I expect the original script for this uh the, which was Rod Serling who wrote it wrote this one mm-hmm. uh, I suspect they were just as they find a futuristic set and there's flying cars everywhere and then the producer walked <laughs> in and went uh, Rod uh, Rod <laughs> so now <laughs> you have to set it all on a desert road we could have one gimmicky car at the end and that's all you're getting like, alright yeah. fine <laughs> so yeah um, but I actually uh, quite enjoyed this I usually don't mm-hmm. I usually ask you first for some and for some reason I didn't this one so I'll, I'll do it now Tara what did you think of the Rip Van Winkle caper yeah I really like it too it's it's very much a like classic um a classic Twilight Zone twist episode um the come up but it, it was yeah. yeah it was really it was really enjoyable all the characters like really stood out um it there's just a lot of leaps in logic here that you just kind of have to accept yeah you just have to go with it <laughs> Uh, I mean, because I, what I did like, though, because there's a debate before they go into these cryosleep, like, I mean, I say chambers, they're just glass boxes. <laughs> yeah, again, they're just glass coffins. Yeah, 60s budget, right? But 
the, you know, and probably the, shouldn't have made him out of glass if you're going to be in a cave in California. You know, earthquakes and all. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they're lucky that only one of them get killed uh, in the hundred years. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's four characters, but there's really two main ones. There's two that are the real two main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, De Cruz, who has, you know, got, got the foreign accent, and he's the, the 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 wacky scientist who's developed all this stuff. And you've got um, Farwell. Farwell, yeah, uh, who's kind of the other one who's mainly opposing him. And he he's kind of arguing, you know, once they're back to the, the cave, because they mentioned that his like he, he's invented a lot of gases, right? And he knocked out the entire train, so they didn't even have to like fight anyone. They just kind of like knocked everyone out, and I mean they blew up the tracks so the train would derail, obviously, but, but <laughs> like. Uh, but they, they go into the, the, the cave and he's like, you know what, this is all a bit sketchy. I don't know if I trust you that we'll actually wake up or you just want to steal everything when we're asleep. So how about we just all take our cuts just now, or 25%, so we all just, you know, go off and, um, you know, try try our own luck. Try and, like, be on the run or whatever. And the, the others, though, oppose them, so they, they go through with the plan to go to sleep. I think one of my favourite parts of the episode is when they first wake up and... Uh, Farwell's kind of like this didn't work look my hair there's no beard or nails and I, I thought to myself look if your nails kept growing for a hundred years do you have any idea how long those things would be like yeah have you ever seen like, in the Guinness World Record I've not even looked at these in, like since I was in high oh, school oh yeah where they're all like yeah. curled up yeah but they look like, like those licorices you can buy yeah, <laughs> licorice wheels and they're disgusting right they're, they're, <laughs> they're actually disgusting and they're so long it, like I have to imagine if you if you if they didn't get cut for a hundred years They'd, they'd be like that, uh, if not worse, because, you know. Just, I don't understand how that happens. Like, my nails get, like, three millimeters, and then they just break. I, I, I don't know. I don't Must know. be something they're eating. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I always trim mine, because I don't want ridiculously long nails. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, uh, picking my nails is a bad habit. So I, I can mm. just do it naturally anyway because I have the compulsion to do so. Uh, so not baiting, make that clear, because that does disgust me a little bit. <laughs> Under the nails is one of the dirtiest parts of the human body. I'm saying it right now. Like I, I ain't baiting that. Mm-hmm. Don't be ridiculous. I don't want nail in my mouth. Anyway, shut up. Oh, you're so you're doing Buffy again. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not doing the principal who doesn't like mayonnaise under his nails. First of all, that's the mayor, not the principal. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not no. a pro at the show. Okay. No, no, I wasn't doing a reference. I'm actually just being genuine. That I, okay. I don't like this. Okay. Well, I got your reference in for you then. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that was from that television show, but for the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but no, so he's like, yeah, the like beards and all that, and I'm like, wait, if you're actually expecting them to grow, like. God, the, the beard and the hair would be huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be all, uh, 100 years? You, uh, you, might, you might, like, suffocate. Yeah, this glass coffin might be filled with hair. <laughs> if, you, if you can't Ugh. let that go. <laughs> but the, and it's weird because the scientist, he kind of, like, doesn't just immediately go, no, the gases I gave you would stop all, all those functions. Uh, he actually has to realize it. He's like, no, wait a minute. The gases would have stopped. It's like, it's like he actually expected it himself, and then just mm-hmm. it just occurred to him here after the fact. Oh, this is why it didn't happen. I just realized. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem very well planned. Yeah, uh, and they they open the the, the uh, doors. Not the term. They they move some rocks out of the way <laughs> to go outside, and like there's only a, three of them. There's only three of them. They see a road, and Farwell's like, the the road's there. It's the exact same. And I'm like, well, it's still just a road. What were you expecting? Like lots of neon lights going down the sides of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they're in Death Valley. Like it would be. I don't think anything would would be built there. I mean, maybe solar panels. Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, so they're like, yeah. So this is we're not moved at all. It's been like an hour. We're still on the run. And then they go, but where's the, th- where's the fourth guy? So they run back in. It's like, oh, he's a skeleton. He's decomposed. Because <laughs> so- a rock hit the glass and he died. And he's been yeah. decomposing for a long I time. I love that he's just a skeleton and with a ring on. Like, where do his clothes go? <laughs> yeah, I guess they're saying they decomposed completely as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think the bigger concern here is that it's like a really cheap looking like fake skeleton that you'd get like yeah. a, you know, a store. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a nice. Halloween store. I, I like the idea, though, that the rock fell on it and then, you know, the gas escaped. and Because uh, it reminds me of uh, Planet of the Apes oh, when sure. there was supposed to be another crew crew member and uh, she doesn't make it right in the beginning. Yeah, it's also uh, written by Rod Serling. I don't know if you knew that, Tara, mm-hmm. but Rod Serling wrote that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One more connection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good thing you're on the show. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone thinks I'm intentionally being a dick here, I, this is a reference to the episode in season one where I discovered from Tara that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, long long form joke telling. It's my speciality. <laughs> yep, that's why you watch us. Is that why? You'll pay off one day. <laughs> Just like that, that Buffy reference. <laughs> it's going to come back in like 30 episodes. <laughs> Ah oh dear, uh, the mayor also really does not like swearing. Yeah, case where these nails get darn dirty, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so they are like, "Hey, we're in the future. Great, it's worked. It's a shame that one guy died, but hey, bigger shares for the rest of us, right? Thirty-three percent, yeah, twenty-five." Uh, and Farwell clearly is inspired by this idea because the first chance he gets, he he takes the car, which is still running after all this time. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it may. I don't know. It's the cruise that does it. The cruise. Sorry. Yeah, the cruise is the is the one oh. that is the that betrays everybody. Farwell oh, is the scientist uh, one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mixed the two names up. I apologize. I've been I've been referring to the opposite people the whole time. Hopefully that was clear. <laughs> I just want to bring up this trivia thing that I read real quick. Sure. A million dollars in gold in 1961 would be about thirty-five fifty per dollars per ounce. Would weigh over uh, twenty-eight thousand ounces or seventeen hundred sixty pounds. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Real quick. Also, how much would that actually be worth now? <gasps> yeah. Well, this is in 1961. So a million dollars in gold in 1961 would weigh over al- almost. Uh, two tons or okay. one ton depending but if it's what metric. i want to know is how much is a million dollars from then now assuming that gold oh, is still inflation valuable. yeah uh, uh, inflation calculator about 8.6 million in 2020 i have to admit though see when he said a million in gold i went this is this bizarrely reminded me of austin powers when he comes out of the, the time and he's like oh i'll do everything for one million i'm like that's not that much really if you really they went through all this effort for one and it not, well, I mean, do it what well. would it be if inflation continues what would it be in 1961 can you oh, calculate I, that I, I don't i don't know uh maybe maybe i can let me try if you want to predict future inflation what should we assume the rate of inflation is after 2020 uh 
just go yeah just go with the default three percent there you go uh that would be 28.9 million in 19 that was 26 to 1 sorry according to the cpi inflation calculator which i found immediately on the twi- on the interwebs well hey that would uh get you a decent house well it would today would it in 26 to 1 mm, probably not not where i live anyway yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I mean a million would be huge to me right? I'm sure either of us if we just got given a million dollars we'd be like yeah okay <laughs> I'm rich <laughs> thank you but well, the people like can't even retire on that but <laughs> yeah but in the context of like a heist to get a sum of money a million feels really low but it's yeah. just a time thing it's just a you know like it's a time period but it just it made me laugh and the fact that it's so heavy in fact, do you know what this made me think of actually more specifically mm-hmm. there was an episode in the recent season of Better Call Saul where Saul and Mike have to carry money through the desert and they're hiding from like a gunman so they have to like sort of go through the desert not down the road and it becomes in that episode one of the plot points is how heavy these duffel bags of money are and mm-hmm. to the point where there's a joke at one point where Jimmy says why did they discontinue the thousand dollar bill it'd be so helpful right now right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like the, to the point is, is of how heavy this is and all I could think of is they're walking down this road because obviously the uh, Cruz kills the third guy as quickly as he can and he runs him just... over with the car right away, which shouldn't have any gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> and then he lets it... after a hundred yeah. years. And he lets it go over a cliff, and I'm like, why did you let it go over the cliff? Why not drive the car? If, if it's working, I mean, again, I, don't, I agree it shouldn't be working, but if it is working, why would... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that was part... an odd choice. Yeah. Just lost control that of it, I guess. confused me. But... You know, they're walking, and so the rest of the episode is like the Cruz and Ed Farwell walking down the road with their backpacks. And it becomes this game of uh, the crew, you know, Farwell's lost his canteen, so only the crew has water. He's like, I'll give you a sip for one gold bar. So he keeps getting gold bars for every sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all I could think was, can, can you carry like, the two bags worth? And But that's why I was thinking of Better Call Saul, because I was thinking he was struggling and getting injured over bags of paper money. Yeah. This is gold bars. How, yeah. how are they walking right now? <laughs> I know, and it's just like a little, like a backpack that they're carrying. That's all the gold. I mean, maybe, maybe that much gold, or a million dollars in that much gold, isn't that much, that many bars. But I don't know. It it still seems like it would weigh. I, I feel like way too much. I I do. I think here. I think that they picked gold because this was the time period where stealing gold was just the traditional cliche thing to do in a movie or TV show. But yeah. Gold now, no one talks about stealing gold now because it's just so impractical. No one cares. Like it's just it's heavy. It's this big. You have to change it into money. What? Just steal the money. <laughs> <laughs> but money can be traced. I mean, gold bars probably can too. But... Yeah, I imagine they can. At, at least when they're stealing diamonds, I get that they're so valuable that. Mm-hmm. Although worth... they shouldn't be. <laughs> they shouldn't be, but they are. I, you know, I get they it. They can be manufactured least. now. They they shouldn't be, but anyway. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but no, the actual mechanics of the episode, though, I love I love them figuring out like that they're in the future. Mm-hmm. I love the the extortion <laughs> of the of the the trip on the road. Yeah, I agree. And all that. So that's. Really and cool. I love the end. I love the uh, the couple that finds them at the end with their super weird car. Yeah, uh, just uh, Farwell though, because Farwell actually uh, kills the Cruz. The Cruz is actually taking his last gold bar. Basically, yeah, he's got like mm-hmm. one left because uh, he puts it up he's like well the the rate today is two gold bars for a sip 
And he gets, Farwell gets so mad that he beats him over the head with a gold bar. So now he has all the gold bars. Uh, and he, he basically collapses just in time for this futuristic, silly futuristic car to roll up. And <laughs> for this couple to be like, gold? Why would you expect this to be valuable? It's like, well, I, I hear it was once upon a time, about 100 years ago. Which implies that it's not been valuable since around the 1960s. As yeah, if expect- like shortly after <laughs> yeah. their caper, they, gold just, people just can create gold. Yeah. Well, if they're creating, you know, cryogenic chambers, then maybe, maybe they use their yeah, their gases to create gold. This is one. Of, <laughs> this is one of these fun ones where a lot of the science fiction elements are really, really kind of weirdly out of date because of the time. Yeah. But they're kind of fun because of that. Like, I, I, I'm not complaining about this. I, I find it kind of charming. No, I agree. There's, there's a ton of like leaps in logic you just have to have to make. But it is a fun episode to watch. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, the character rivalry between the two leads and they're told negotiating for uh, for water. Uh, mm-hmm. That all that stuff is really funny to watch. Um, I mean, I think there is a bit of disappointment where you're like, they're never going to get to like a city or a town. They're never, we're never going to get to see what the future looks like outside of this yeah. car. But That's it is, right. it's, you know, you accept that, uh, you know. So and they weren't wearing jumpsuits. Unbelievable. You think they could afford the silver jumpsuits? I mean, the guy did have kind of like a weird outfit on. It wasn't like super weird, but it had like a bit of a weird collar to it. Yeah, I was looking for it. Yeah. What's the fashion of the future? Ah, uh, still very sixties. Yeah. <laughs> Again, probably a money. <laughs> it's probably a money thing more than anything else. Just keeping it simple. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, so that is, that is episode twenty-four, the Rip Van Winkle Caper. Uh, we shall look to uh, look ahead to the next time as Rod Selling did appear. Did you get this? He one? did. Yeah. Yep. And this one uh, didn't separate before the smoking ad. So did you get to see the, that part of it? No, but uh, Sterling was going to town on a cigarette. Because he basically, instead of cutting away, he just, he's like, oh, and speaking of something, and he just sort of like goes into it. So no, this re- isn't on the CBS All Access they've, they've, version they've of it. removed all these, yes. Oasis is the sweetest puff of all. Uh, I'm starting <laughs> to learn that because of these ads. Uh-oh. Uh, Don't give in, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so once again, Serling, you shall. How dare you? Uh, have some dignity and integrity, man. But that's what it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a weird time capsule. You need to make sure that, you know, Twilight Zone had another season. We're getting close to the end. That's true. I, I mean, that's true. Maybe this was like what ensured it got five seasons was this uh, mm-hmm. nonsense. But hey. Uh, so, yeah, the next episode that it tells about. Thank you, Oasis. We have a gambling one. Uh, I know, uh, another gambling one. <laughs> so close to the last one as well. Uh, so it's called The Silence. Here's the description on IMDb. Annoyed by a club member's constant chatter, a man bets him he cannot remain silent for a year, living in a glass enclosure in the club basement. Oh, I actually... Ooh, I like this, actually. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember this. So, I mean, it's gambling, but it's not like, you know, going to a casino and gambling. It's not like slot machines or anything like that. No, it's, it's more that. like a David Blaine trick. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just a bet between two people first. But the actual thing's not a traditional gambling mechanic. It's a I bet you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Then he tries to do this, and we'll see if it works. So, I I vaguely remember the premise of this one. I don't remember how it ended or like anything like that. But I do remember vaguely this this. Yeah, box. me too. But I think maybe I'm getting it confused with the season one finale of Third Rock from the Sun, where a second <laughs> Dick Solomon yes. is an evil version of him has come by and locked him into a, a a cage, an invisible cage in the basement. 
I, I remember implying that he was going on a date with Mary, the evil one that is, and then good yeah. dick in the box going, no, Mary! Or, you know, <laughs> in, in that let go away, I yes. can't quite do. <laughs> one of the best. <gasps> I could do the gasp a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, he's so, the yes. best. Throw up from the sun's great. Hey, maybe maybe after we move on, maybe before we move on to the eighties twilight zone, we could just do throw up from the sun. That's, that's a sci-fi show, really. <laughs> yeah, <is>. I mean, <laughs> if the people want it. <laughs> oh. If only because at the start of every episode, I will I will perform the entire opening music every time. Every time. <laughs> and Tarakan, yes, do the salutes. <laughs> All right, that's enough. This episode's over. Yes, yeah, this, this is done. Uh, so yes, uh, please do like on the YouTubes. Uh, it's the most helpful way you can help us out for free. I mean, helpful uh, as a way of helping traditionally. Uh, I said Thank that you. in the weirdest Thank you way for liking this episode. Possible, but uh, you can also support us financially. Tara, why don't you do that whole shebang? Sure. Um, if you like our content and you want to get more of it, please check out our Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/MelfasTV. If you donate as those one dollar per month, you will get access to episodes of movie reviews that both Peter and I do, and uh, Peter does with other people. And uh, there's a whole back catalog of possibly your favorite science fiction movie. Probably not though, because they're usually B movies. Well, Time Cop's on there. Um, <laughs> I'm Judge Dredd. Let's not forget that. I'm Judge Dredd. Uh, well, Time Cop's on there. <laughs> Hey, there might be some like hardcore fans of Free Jack out there who are, like there's a, there's a ninety minute review of Free Jack on the the Patreon. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Or even the sequel to the Philadelphia Experiment, which we decided to do for a bonus episode instead because it seemed really uh, direct low budget. video. Yeah, sequel. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's what it is. Although I think we're definitely. I mean, uh, we've got a couple of things coming up on the bonus Ace episodes, but we do need to get back to a semi mainstream movie again because Free Jack was the last one. Mm-hmm. something with real actors in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that yeah well at the end of the year we're doing our wrap up for the ace of the films that are set in 2020 so we'll have a bonus episode that's set oh. also in 2020 yes maybe your favorite movie you never know so yeah anyway check that out if, if you favorite... donate five dollars per month you'll get um access to our twilight zone reviews one week early so thank you there you go. Also, Sorry. just to piggyback off of what Tara said there, but maybe that 2020 movie is your favorite movie. If your favorite movie is Texas Gladiators 2020, seek professional help, okay? Uh, I've not even seen it yet, and I, I can say that with the utmost authority. So Sounds very promising. <laughs> so, yes, that is uh, that has been the, the show. Uh, you can also go over to Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and all that jazz but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys in the Twilight Zone <laughs>